Hello. Hello. And welcome to another episode of From, From the, lower the Lower Level. Level. As you know, I'm Moshi. And I'm Patrizio. Everybody loves a comeback story, especially starring me. <laughs> what I love is that you are the main character in your story, in your movie, but you are also the guest star, the supporting actor, the writer, the producer. You are truly a jack of all trades in your one man show. Oh, honey, I'm doing everything. Like 100%. But you know what? You're doing it all from the couch, and that's what makes it so brilliant. Well, I am a Taurus, so usually it's from bed. (laughs) The couch is an upgrade. (laughs) Oh, how have you been this week, Patrizio? You know what? I think we discussed this. I mean, this is, like, not usually what we talk about on this podcast, but, you know... The full moon was in Scorpio this week. Oh, and 100%. It's just been, it's been a week. It has, it has been, been a week. week. It's a week of like confronting truths. Oh. And Ooh. well, I mean, I literally just had to pull the 51% card out on you. So we are confronting the realities today. Oh. Yes, unfortunately, Moshi has pulled rank on me. Had to do it. You know what? Fair enough. Okay, I was going to go on a tangent, a rant, but Moshi wants to hit the big issues today. (laughs) It's not the big issues. It's just that I feel like, look, this is probably, I think, one of the slowest Housewives news weeks we've had in terms of, like, we haven't had, like, like, nobody went to jail this week, okay? (laughs) Like, and that is what we're facing it on. That is, that's like, I feel like this was our first week. No one was in jail, no one was arrested, no one was sued. Um, but something that did come out this week that I wanted to touch on because I feel like our text messages were going to get a bit too heated was this Housewives All Stars. I feel like All Stars is a strong term I feel like we are using it a little too loosely for whatever this like two episodes is gonna be good because I thought like you were feeling the other way and personally I know like I'm pretty sure we've spoken about it before like what like our ideal housewives sort of set up with look who had been and I think it is something that is unique to everyone so I do think that calling whatever this show is All Stars is a reach. I mean, it's got Melissa Gorga and Cynthia Bailey. It is not All Stars. It is definitely not All Stars. I have to agree with you. For me, it feels like it's the people who had nothing else better to do. (laughs) Yeah, they got the thirstiest wives. They got the thirstiest wives. Um, I mean... I'm just saying, like, if you wanted this show to be interesting, where is Sonia Morgan? She is, well, she's been in the Caribbean. But, I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> and you know what? The, Caribbe- the Caribbean has been in Sonia, okay? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. I couldn't help myself. Sometimes Sonia Morgan has to go commando, what can we say? Sometimes Sonia Morgan has to go Caribbean, what can we say? 
<laughs> my god, make that her next tagline. You know, <laughs> you know, sometimes the housewives like ask on Instagram or on Twitter, and they're like, "Hey everyone, it's time to decide my tagline of the season." If I don't see you in the retweets or the Insta comments on Sonia's next season, <laughs> saying sometimes Sonia has to go Caribbean. Yeah, facts. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I think my excitement has been overseeing who is actually on this trip, right? Right. And there were only seven. Like, we thought they were going in pairs, just like Noah's Ark. They were meant to board the Ark. <laughs> Not Noah's Ark. In pairs. <laughs> Bring one pair from every franchise onto the Ark. I mean, like, to be honest, like, that's what we're doing here. We are saving the two housewives that we think have the most value to, like, take forward the franchises moving forward, right? And that's why I don't understand why Melissa Gorga is there. So I, I feel like Melissa Gorga and Teresa have perhaps made some sort of pact. Like, I think for I, I think that Melissa je- I think gets it. She's on the chopping block. Like, she's mm-hmm. not that interesting. Um, I think it's kind of similar situation with Cynthia Bailey. And so they've both attached themselves to metaphoric life rafts here or, uh, you know, life jackets in Kenya and Teresa. Yes. And then, I mean, I guess Kyle Richards, this was the big thing, right? Kyle Richards has gone alone. So there's all this speculation that there was going to be another housewife during the trip. And it was all on Jill Zarin. And you know what? To be honest, if they had done a repeat of Scary Island and brought Jill Zarin in like two days into the trip, wow. That would have been like harkening back to an earlier time. Why do we think that from Beverly Hills there is only one? Is it because they all have other jobs and things to do and Kyle doesn't? Well, I don't know. Lisa Rinna was kind of just dancing in her bedroom again. So I don't really know what she's got to. Yeah, but I feel like she's got I mean, Rinna lips or whatever it is. But I'm I'm just curious. I, I suspect as well that perhaps the money wasn't enough to make people want to go because, okay, we need to still acknowledge the fact that there is a global pandemic. <laughs> and I do think that some people are like, they draw their line. Like I know, um, I don't know about you watching the Oscars this week and, um, you know, Regina King like really broke down how Hollywood has been able to continue working during the pandemic, like kind of how strict the guidelines are. And I think when you're in the safe, it's like, yep, sure. But going into a small island that for the most part has been able to manage covid and suddenly just bringing all these crews in like for me i'm just like such a huge risk i mean granted they all flew private planes and whatever but i suspect that a lot of people were like i'm not a fool i'm just gonna better the devil i know and stay at home well who do you think though like okay so pandemic aside and the moral and ethical complications that this brings but like all of that aside who would have gone with Kyle Richards, right? Like, who from that I, cast is iconic enough to be on this OG trip or I this all star trip, whatever? I thought Rina might go, but I suspect maybe her and Kyle don't really get along that well when it's the two of them. And I also thought Garcelle might go because Garcelle does also kind of not say no to a check. 
and that they might want to even out the black girls given that there's no one from Potomac able to attend. So I was kind of uh, a bit shocked, but I do also think that the other side of it is that like in real life, when it's not a group setting, nobody gets along with Kyle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, that's why I thought when there was a speculation that Jill Zarin was going and then it was like, she was canceled. I was like, oh, my God, Kim Richards. Kyle and Kim, it makes so much sense. Put them both on the island. But I think that, like, I was thinking about this because I know I messaged you and I was like, oh, it has to be Jill Zarin. And I think Jill Zarin just might be being shady. But I think it makes sense to bring on only current housewives. I don't think they're going to go into the archives, so to speak well the housewives archives to find a housewife. I think it has to be somebody who's on a recent season. And I low-key also believe they filmed it on purpose so that no one from Dallas could attend. Well, I mean, no one from OC is there, Dallas, Potomac, Salt Lake City. They're being punished. They're like, we have to film it while these other shows are filming because we can't have any of them on. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Like, what is the premise of this show? Yes, I'm with you. Like, we've just seen them drinking on social media so far. It just seems like it's going to be a lot of, like, dinners and, like, drinks and activities. Well, I actually think this is just the warm-up. I think what we're seeing is the beginning. Like, I don't actually think that they've started filming the show yet. But what would you like the premise of the show to be? I think it needs to be some sort of like big brother meets survivor meets like the hunger games, the hunger games. It literally needs to be the hunger games, right? Like we need, like, it doesn't really matter to me, like what it is. We need a winner at the end of it. Like, and somebody has to die. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, we're not on the same page. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) No, I was just going to be like, okay, so Moshi, one of the women has to die. Tell me who it is and why it's Kenya Moore. (laughs) Well, I personally was also going to say it needs to be a bit Lord of the Flies. Like, I want them to, like, give them a week of pampering and then suddenly take away all their creature comforts. They're out there survivor style. They've got to hunt for their own food and then they end up just killing and eating each other. <laughs> and, like, I want to know who would survive. Personally, I think it's a tough one because I do think that when it comes to alliances, I think Luann is, like, Luann knows how to survive, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, no one has been more problematic than Luann no one has come back harder than Luann. Like, she, she literally, I mean, Luann has been to jail. I mean, so Teresa has as well, granted. But Luann has been to jail. Luann has committed blackface. Luann has told us that she is not going to apologise for her privilege. Luann has also had, like, a nervous breakdown and asked random people for $60 million <laughs> and ran around, which we know. I shouldn't laugh at somebody who is having you know, some mental health issues. But I guess for me, it's like the place where it all comes from. And Luann has still managed to put on like the biggest cabaret show. So I'm just like, if there's anybody who knows how to play the game, 
It's Luan. I think the finale would be like Luan versus Kenya. Because Kenya would do anything to kill the other women. Like, she would stop at nothing to win. Would she kill Cynthia to win? Yes. I think Ooh. Cynthia would be the first person that she kills. Like, Okay, so we should say who we know has been confirmed. So Kenya, Cynthia, Luann, Kyle, Teresa, Melissa. Ramona Singer. Ramona Singer. Singer. Yeah, Ramona Singer is 100% the first one to go because she's complaining. Imagine not getting the room that she wants. Imagine when she finds out they're all sleeping on hearts on the beach. Well, you know, you know what? Apparently she like bolted. She was the first one to run to the rooms when they arrived at the resort. Why is that? Nobody is shocked by that. I would be shocked if she didn't. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's a shame that Kenya, I wonder if Kenya would have brought the games and tactics that we've seen on Atlanta that the women have had to do. Like, do you think Ramona would have twerked for a room? Would she have jumped into a pool with her clothes on for a room? No, Ramona would have just gone to the room and told <laughs> told the housekeeping to unpack her bag so that she can't move. And that, so the other side of this is there's no housekeeping. But apparently Kenya did bring Brooklyn. Uh, no, I heard that she didn't bring Brooklyn. There oh, were no okay. children on the flight. Wow, Papa Andy put his foot down. Um, I would like to see Kenya and Ramona go off, go off. I might actually be Team Kenya for once. Nah, I don't see it happening. I don't know. But I, like, I do. Who? You know how whenever they do a cast trip, there's always like one person's like organized it, right? Who organized this trip? Who's getting all these girls together? Because, like, I feel like that would be, like, the premise of the show. Like, it'll be, like, they're all on, like, a group phone call, some sort of, like, group FaceTime Zoom situation, and one of the women says to the others, hey, girls, (laughs) I have an idea. Let's go on vacay. I know who didn't organize the trip, Kenya. (laughs) Because I've heard there's food, so we know it's not Kenya. Um, I think it's either Kyle, definitely not Teresa <laughs> either. I feel like Kenya and Teresa, like when it's when it comes to organizing a trip, same energy. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe Cynthia. I feel like this is a group Cynthia would have chosen. Like I feel like Cynthia would choose like the 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 women that she thinks are the top but like not quite like Cynthia and Kyle would get along really really well like I see that yeah I actually feel like it, Cynthia organized this trip because they all gathered in Atlanta and then flew out to the Turks and Caicos and like that could potentially be because that's like the closest point right but also if it's like a Cynthia organized trip maybe she got all the girls into Atlanta and then she flew them out I I think you just have to fly from Atlanta. I don't think there's another way because we all know that Ramona would have flown from Florida if she could. Oh my God, Ramona would have caught a yacht. So the other side of that is that I was thinking that the twist might be that it's actually an episode of Below Deck and they're going to actually be met in the Caribbean by one of the charter boats. I don't know. Just a weird crossover. Mm. I don't know. I don't feel that. But I don't know. Whatever it is, I think it's going to be crap. 
Yeah, whatever it is, I think it's going to be a floppity McFlop flop. But I think they're going to try and make it a thing. You know what, though? I would not be mad to see archived housewives there. No, I wouldn't either, but I just feel like contractually or whatever, I, I just don't think that's something that they would do. I feel like Andy is very, like, I just feel like he's not that forgiving. And I think that he has shown that he rewards those who are, like, loyal beyond a fault to him. I really want Karen Huger and <gasps> Giselle Bryant on the next trip. I think we need to just refer to her as the Grand Arm moving forward. Um, mm, Giselle Bryant. Now, this is just a little side thing here that I just want to say to you because I know you don't watch this show, Married to Medicine, but you need to start because next week on Married to Medicine, there's a Potomac crossover. Giselle and Robin are with the Married to Medicine ladies because they're in Baltimore. So I just, I'm letting you know now so you can think about it. Okay, I will consider your offer. It's not an offer. It's a, it's a demand. I'm pulling rank again. If you watch any one episode, yeah, just watch this one episode. And anybody else that's listening who misses Potomac, you should be watching Married to Medicine. Anyway, moving on. Well, Moshi, I guess, like, who knows when this will even air? I guess it'll be, yeah. like, a summer special. But it is oh, yeah. very interesting to watch the events unfold on social media before our eyes. Yeah. So the other thing that I want to say to you is why I also think this will be a floppity flop flop is because they're allowing them to go so hard on social media. It seems to me like they would want to keep it more mysterious. And are they trying to... I don't know, distract us? You know, are they giving us a Jada, Jada Essence Hall and saying, look over there <laughs> by making us just look at these Instagrams or, like, what's the vibe? What's going on? Yeah, these are the fi- final Instagrams before they all got put on that island. Maybe there's a storm and then they wake up the next day and they are literally, like... Stuck on the yeah, island. What- show where the plane crashed lost. in the jungle. Yes. It's called Lost because they're lost. What? Wow. Jesus. Anyway. I am really into this concept. Well, Moshi, let's get into the, the main business of the day. We have two episodes this week. Um, Real Housewives of Dallas. It was the finale. Woohoo! Oh, she's cheering because it's over, not because it happened. <laughs> You know me too well. <laughs> and Real Housewives of New Jersey, I mean. Has my heart. It has my heart at the moment. It's the a franchise that's keeping me going. It's the franchise that's keeping me locked in. Well, let's get into this finale of Dallas to begin with. Yes, please. <sighs> I just... <sighs> just say it's... it. Say what's on your spirit. Let it out. It has just been, you know what, the only thing I will give Dallas is that I do feel that it has gotten better as the episodes have gotten on. Like, I felt like we have, we, we increased the intensity, which yes. this episode was like, there was enough happening for me. Like, it was okay. It's just I that think... these people, I can't deal with these people. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> you're right. I think like we, there's some franchises where it's like, you can't deal with the people and you can't deal with the situations. 
But with Dallas, it's like it's definitely gotten better, but it's still not where it should be. And it really is just the cast, some of them are just so despicable and just like not right. And you know what? I think this is this problem with newer franchises that have had a bit of time to like study housewives and there's an inauthenticity. People are putting on personas that I think are a bit true to themselves, but maybe they're like going hard one way and it's just, it's not a good look, sis. So tell me which housewives you're talking about and why is it Carrie? Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) the fact that you knew, I just think this season has, and this episode really culminated why Carrie is a monster and she's not good for the show. Like, I don't even want a redemption arc for her next season. I just want her gone. And it's a shame because I like her kids. I mean, uh, I don't usually message you negative things about these housewives. You really don't. But this week I was just like, I'm, I'm fucking done. Like, she is the actual demon. Like, it. Just, you know what it was for me? So there's still a Southport branch. Yes. And she's still a hot mess. Yes. And that night that they all get drunk. Yes. Brandy, another moron. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing because normally this is me and you are never like this cruel or like you never call these women out of their name and I'm just I'm like welcome welcome to the congregation you know what it was Moshi I was watching this episode and that's when I realized I'm watching an episode with a table full of morons (laughs) (laughs) but like so Brandy breaks into JR's room which is like the one room in the house that's been like sealed off plexiglassed off because it's like, I mean, I don't really even understand the concept of this house because, like, it's actually where they filmed the show or is it a replica? I didn't understand that because. So, yeah, so me. it's it's where they filmed, like, the outside shots and things like that. The inside, they would have used the inside, like, for some inspiration, but no television shows, particularly, like, sitcoms or, like, soap operas are filmed, like, at a house. They're generally filmed on a set. But this house has, I think, uh, it's it's basically a living museum. So it has um, memorabilia and other items. So it's quite possible, like, the sheets that are there are the original sheets. Like, there's a lot of, like, stuff has been staged. And I think the plexiglassing of it all is more because, like, somebody has put so much effort into staging this room a really specific way. And you've just gone and fucked it up. But please continue. Yeah, because Brandy wants to sleep on the bed because she decided that three people sleeping in one bed was potentially too much for her. Like, no shit, Sherlock. She's the one who gave the bed a sign. <laughs> like, <sighs> anyway. And then, so she decides she wants to sleep in JR's bed. I think also for the novelty of it all. Yeah, she was and- also so wasted. And they all were. And then Carrie decides to join her and can't get past the plexiglass and then in, it manages to, to destroy it instead. 
And the next morning, the two of them are like, you know, feeling a bit guilty. Like, I'm glad to see they've got some human emotion. But, but... Can I say something? <sighs> it pains me again. I, I kind of enjoyed Brandy in this last two episodes, but Brandy was feeling guilty. Carrie, this is my biggest issue with Carrie, was not taking accountability. She wouldn't take accountability on her own. Everything was we, 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 we. Like we did it, like Brandy and I. And I was like, Brandy and you did not break the plexiglass. You did that on your own and did it like without a care. And she also didn't start to feel remorse until like they were telling her like, you need to be remorseful about this. Like her, I think it was like her confessional, which is, you know, so many days, weeks, months after the fact, she's obviously seen the footage and she's responded with like, who cares? Like she has no accountability and she just has no concept of like how just because something isn't important to you doesn't mean it's not important to other people. Like Dallas is not important to me, but I can appreciate what this means. I like television, right? So I can appreciate what this place means to a lot of people. And I just, I'm like, I just think she's actually a really bad example and how her kids have managed to turn out as good as they have. I'd, I never want to knock someone's parenting, but she's definitely somebody who does not, don't give me that look, but she's definitely not somebody who leads by example. Like I know we are all flawed. No one is perfect, but she literally cannot acknowledge when she's fucked up. I mean, they had a, they literally had a whole montage of like every bad moment that she's like apologized to someone and then just gone and done the same thing again. Because they're not real apologies because she genuinely does not care about other people. She's a hundred percent on this show to, to just try and get famous. Like that is why she's on the show. The same reason as a certain other person who, who was recently arrested with, you know, braids in her hair. Like I am telling you, if if Carrie stays on another season of Housewives or even if she doesn't, she will have a mugshot within the next two years. I think, um, you know, I don't know how to say this, like, without, like, it coming say out it. the way. Say it. Say but, it. Say it. You know, last season she got away with this stuff, I think, mm-hmm. because... Um, there was a bigger racist in the house. Yeah. What was her name? Leanne. Oh, Leanne. I, I, look, you do not have to like Leanne Locken, but she is an OG whether you like it or uh, not, okay? Take her. Take her to the Turks and Caicos for all stars. But, like. Please don't because, you know, <laughs> she'll, she'll, she'll get braids. She's the sort of person that goes to an island and comes back with braids with beads at the end, thinking that it's a good look. And, sis, don't um, let them con you into it. But yes, and I think unfortunately Leanne overshadowed Carrie in like mm-hmm. problematic behavior. Correct. So and like we had to give Carrie, you know, the benefit of the doubt or the second chance or just like the redemption or whatever we wanted to give her, right? We should also point out that Leanne was actually racist towards Carrie. Like we're not trying to diminish that, but it's just Carrie also displayed despicable behavior, maybe not as despicable as this year because no. Leanne wasn't there, but she wasn't 
that great last season. No, she was definitely problematic last season as well. Um, But it's just like, I think for me watching this episode, it's this whole just like, one, just the way that the manager of the South Fort Ranch just was like bloody like, oh, no worry. Don't, don't even worry about it. Have the best time ever. Like if I was managing that facility, when I tell you that I would sue the fuck out of them, like take the deposit, the bond, the rent money, take it all. Like honestly. I think that they knew ahead of time because you see there's that thing like, I don't know if you remember, but that scene. So when Brandy finally starts to, like, feel super guilty, it's because she realises that there are cameras everywhere. Mind you, on a reality show, she should have thought of that. It's been <laughs> recorded. And I think she wanted to get on top of it, which is what she said. But I 100% think that the folks at South Fort already knew that it had been damaged. And I think the check had already been written. Oh, yeah, I think I they mean... paid big money. They paid big money to film there. And also, they'll, I hate to say it, but, like, I want to visit South Fort Ranch. I don't even like Dallas and I want to visit South Fort Ranch. I mean, it is the Guggenheim of Texas. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, sometimes, like, I think Deandra has been my favourite this season. And it's those little things that she says, like, when she says, like, those comparisons and things like that, I'm like, she's actually really funny. She she gets it. She like, does get it. Yeah. So, but then, you know what the other thing as well is? They all, like, confront her at this, like, breakfast the next day. Well, and it happens. is, like, the most, like, piss-weak confrontation ever. It's just kind of like, oh, Kerry, you shouldn't have done that. And, you know, you're so destructive when you're out- angry and alcoholic. Anyway, and- let's have the best time ever because we should right? enjoy life. And I was like, oh, like... No wonder why Carrie doesn't, like, you know, have any, like, consequences and doesn't understand, like, the the weight of her actions. It's because these women, like, if it was Deandra, Deandra would have been, like, absolutely crucified. Yeah, 100%. Um, um, Tiffany, exactly the same. But because it's Brandy or it's Carrie... It's like, oh, sweetie, but we know you're going through some stuff. Like, it's not just, whatever. Girl, you know, you said that we're your friends. And if we're your friends, we should be able to come and talk to you, girl. So, you know, girl, we're just, you know, trying to be be good friends, girl. Sorry, I, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Please help yourself. <laughs> but um, I, I think, you know what the worst part was? It's like this... And I don't even understand really what Carrie's storyline has been this season. But, you know, in the last, like, three episodes, it's this whole, like, Eduardo thing again. And, you know, he didn't come to the thing because he's feeling sick. And I'm like, yeah, sure, that's the reason. Um, But then, like, I I mean, I know we're not completely done talking about Dallas yet. But next week, they show the preview for the finale, uh, the reunion. And, like... Andy clearly asked Carrie, like, so what's happening with your marriage? The fake crying with the giant diamond on her finger. I was just like, sweetie, no. No, I agree with you. And I just want to say, I'm sorry again about the squeaking. I thought we'd escaped it. I am moving to another studio. Um, but um, I was, like, not surprised that Eduardo was not there. I think 
at some point we need to acknowledge the fact that their relationship had already I'm pretty sure their relationship has ended or and I'm also pretty sure that Eduardo knows what she's like and he doesn't want to be part of that mess well I mean even when they were like Eduardo did Carrie tell you what she did last night like one no she didn't and no she she would never like she, she would, just never. would never Eduardo doesn't watch the show he doesn't care that she's on the show no. like he, yeah he's checked out I think he's checked out, but again, I think perhaps the show was, okay, we'll get divorced, but I need to do this show so that you don't, so that, like, I have some money. Oh, yeah, totally. There's been a contract. There's a contract, yeah. I mean, every, well, marriage is a contract. <sighs> well, yeah, but it's over. Anyway, whatever. Speaking of, like, people who are not there, fucking Jen like she really, she was there when they got to South Fort Ranch, and then she was gone. What do you think happened to her? Like she wasn't even in any of the scenes of the final party where the husbands all came. Like, what do you think? Did they eat her? Did they kill her? Is she buried at South Fort Ranch? Like, where is she? I, this is what I don't understand because she was like, and this is the most confusing part, right? Because clearly they have filmed the season. They yep. know what she comes through, what she doesn't, what she doesn't go to, like how involved she is. And they still announced her as a friend of. Like she is She's not... in the promo material. Like she's in the she got more like exposure and the promo material than she did this entire season. I, I mean, and we did say this last week that Darren the Shaman was in the season more than her. He deserved <laughs> He deserved that friend of spot. He deserved and the promo. Like... He deserved the promo, 100%. And you know his hair and makeup would have been fire. Um, but he probably didn't do it because you would have had to wear red and we know he likes to wear only all white. It's like a problem. They could have re-shot re the entries. Or just photoshopped his red, white outfit red. I'd love to see him. Holding a star. I was going to say a turnpike because, you know, I just assume everyone holds a turnpike. Nobody holds a turnpike. Um, but I want to get your rose and your thorn of the season. I think I know what the rose is. But, um, and, and you're, uh, yeah, I just want to know what your highs and lows were, what you enjoyed, like what was like the one really great takeaway from the season and like what is just the absolute worst. Um, I mean, I, I think well, I'm going to surprise you here. Oh, okay, cool. I'm going to say my rose has been, um, I feel like, the Deandra redemption. I'm, I, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. I think, you know, if anyone was in danger of losing their spot on this show at the end of last season, Deandra was, was very much at the top of that list. Yeah. Um, but this season, I think, given that Leanne was not there as well, we kind of removed that, you know, toxicity. Mm -hmm. Deandra has been able to shine, you know, she and she brings us everything. Like, she has brought us this, like, family storyline that, like, you know, didn't go anywhere, but, like, it was interesting. It was interesting. She brought us Mama D. Like... That in in of itself, like, is enough to like keep her there. 
Um, I think we have learned so much about her. I think mm-hmm. she's finally like she's learned that you gotta like strip off the layers and give us a little bit each episode, and she's delivered. I want to agree with you because I think that Deandra is not obviously like the greatest person in the world. Like when it comes to like a moral compass, I don't think, I think Deandra's swings and is definitely not pointing north because I really want to compare her to Carrie in this regard. I think they both actually have like quite similar personalities. They're both incredibly selfish women um, who are entitled, but I think um Deandra was able to deliver like the messy boots storyline without being super toxic mm-hmm. and I just think for anybody who is playing that because the angle that Deandra doesn't have is like she's not a mother so she doesn't have that side of things um you know she really is just like a grown-up Paris Hilton but I I prefer Paris Hilton and I think she is able to just give us more depth while still being completely shallow um and I think you said it best when you said she delivered us storylines that went nowhere but they were still interesting and I think that that is that's the fine line that you've got to find I think um to compare it to actually somebody quite similar I think Tinsley did that quite well as well yes um, so are you saying that your rose is Deandra also? No, I was going to give Deandra my honorable mention. My rose is a hundred percent a moonbeam. I live, love, laugh, Dr. Tiffany Moon. I love her so much that I never want her to come back on another season. Mm. I want her immortalized in this season. I love her husband, Daniel. I think they are hot together. I love their house. I love their daughters. I love their wine. I love it all. I mean, yeah, I think, yeah. Honorable mention for me is Miss Dr. Tiffany Moon. I'm really surprised by that because you, re- you like, renamed this whole franchise of the Dr. <laughs> Tiffany Moon show. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but I think when when I look at it overall, yeah, Deandra really Deandra turned it out. She Ugh. delivered like like she just Doctor Moon delivered that like Deandra like really served us one. I I just yeah I can't fault you. I agree with everything. And you know who was like so boring though for me, Cam and Stephanie. I thought they would deliver it this season, and they really they just fizzled out. So is that your thorn? No, my thorn is that my thorn is Brandy and Carrie. My thorn is that Andy continues to push. Like the fact that Leanne is gone and and Brandy got to stay and Brandy, I'm sorry, learned nothing. Um, Yeah, just, just having like such vile humans have access to 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 that stage for me is it's trash like I think of them and I think of Donald Trump um one thing that actually scares me a little bit that made me a bit sad is that it was clear that while they were filming towards the end there and drinking as much as they were drinking that Brandy was pregnant and you know they said that Shortly after filming, Brandy found out she was 16 
weeks pregnant and and um i i think for a lot of women or a lot of people with wombs who conceive it it can take a while for you to realize that your body has changed and that a human is growing but i i i mean i'm i think they're blessed that that child was able to be born but I wouldn't be surprised, and this is so sad to say, but I wouldn't be surprised if that child suffers some of the effects of um, alcohol poisoning. And we have actually seen that happen in another franchise that is set in the South where somebody did have their, their children have suffered from the effects of alcohol. And unfortunately, like the consumption of alcohol is something that's promoted on these shows. Like, you, you, you know, trying to be sober on Housewives is like unfortunately frowned upon so it's it's one of those things this is one of those things where I'm stuck in this um love-hate relationship with these shows oh that was deep that got deep, I know like, I didn't mean fast. for it to get that deep but it was like when I was watching those final tableaus that they have of everyone and they sort of just give the like update on where they're at now and I'm just like you know piecing the time together and I I hope um, this is a question that's us and um, Brandy is able to explain it. That's it. It is also none of my business. It is a child. The children should be left out of it. But it is one of those things that like she was obviously not in a great place. She was throwing a party. Everybody was getting like shit face. But yeah, I just I, I really hope for her child's sake that they um, don't suffer any effects of that. Yeah, I mean, I had the same question as well, knowing from, like, Instagram and, you know, social media that Brandy obviously did get pregnant at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of like, surely she's pregnant, like, watching, like, that final I was party, watching that. I um, was like, she was totally pregnant while they were filming that. I Ugh, actually thought God. that in that final scene where she offers Stephanie a gift, that she, that was, she was about gonna... to reveal that she's yes. to Stephanie. Me too, except for the fact that she'd been shit-faced the night before and broke JR's room. <laughs> like, if it hadn't been for that, I really thought that she was about to announce her pregnancy to Stephanie. But that was that was also, like, a very awkward, like, thing. And I wasn't sure if, I mean... Again, we don't know for certain that Brandy's not coming back next season. She's been very cryptic about it. She did that post that made us all assume that. But as yet, I don't think there's actually been an announcement that she is leaving. So, Well, Moshi, I want to give you my thorn, and I think this is also going to shock you. I love it. Shock me. My thorn this season is Cameron Westcott. I'm not shocked. I think she's complete trash. I agree. And I think that somehow she has managed to get away with her poor behavior. You know what? And you know what really, I think, pissed me off the most? Her entire story arc this season was that fucking house. And, like, for you to, like, to complain about your fucking first world problem in the middle of a pandemic when there are millions of people around the world out mm. of work mm. sick you know Preach. in danger you know without Mention the resources that they need and for you to sit there and cry about how you may not be able to sell your house and buy the one that you want and then your oh. husband goes and buys it for you and plays a massive trick on you a prank if you will <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it's a prank when like 
you buy the six million dollar home and like oh it's a rich people prank moshi we (laughs) wouldn't understand this is is how rich people prank each other okay say i can't wait till like you asked me for that Ferrari and I'm like, oh, I didn't get you the pink Ferrari. And then, like, I show up with the custom pink Ferrari and I'm like, surprise! <laughs> I could see in a custom pink Ferrari. That's also what I want to say. <laughs> I can't wait to prank you when you tell me that, um, like, you found the house of your dreams but you can't afford it. And then I invite you to a party at that house and tell you that I've bought it instead and I will be living in it and that, like, you're not but welcome. <laughs> This is why I pull rank because I know that this is how you would treat me if you owned 51% of this podcast. And I mean, I can't hate you for it because I've accepted that it's just who you are and that I'm going to love you warts and all. Thank you. Um, but, but yes, yeah. I, I just think that Cameron has been complete trash. I think like, there has been some very questionable comments that she has mm-hmm. made about chicken feet and her treatment of Dr. Tiffany Moon as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's suspicious. Oh, it is suspicious. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I think uh, we will see in the reunion that she is held to account. Yeah, but unfortunately, I think that being held to account in Dallas is... Oh, absolutely nothing. It means nothing. It means nothing. Well, on that note, my spirit has left my body. Um, Do you mind if we just take a little break and then we'll come back and talk New Jersey? Oh, my God. I have so much to say. Yes, let's (laughs) take a break. (laughs) Moshi, we're back. We are indeed. It's time to talk about the women who hold turnpikes. <laughs> this is like the longest running joke about New Jersey that they don't hold turnpikes. And everyone's like, they need to hold a turnpike. Not that that's possible. They, you know, like, oh my God, I just, I came up with a whole concept just now. They, they're opening credits. They need to be all dressed in animal print they need to have, like, giant hair and they all need to be holding turnpikes. Like, the way that they are trying to, like, portray Jersey women as something that they are not. Wow. wow. So that's actually racist, Patrizio. And we Tindy don't Jersey. need to be... Yes. Well, you don't need to be, like, saying that they're stereotypes. It's 2021. Like, they have evolved. But I think they should all be wearing animal print. I agree with you on the animal print. Also because animal print is a neutral to me. So, Well, it is neutral. It's out in nature. Yeah, that's how that works, Patrizio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, you know what? I love these women. Same. And I almost love the women as much as I love the men on this show. No. No? No. This was the week. This is the week that they have let you down, Washi. Well, it's just that I felt like last week's episode without the men was just so good. And, I mean, we New Jersey is the only show where the men are kind of allowed. But the men just, they have too much screen time. That for me, it doesn't feel like it's a housewife show sometimes. Well, it probably never was meant to be, um, but uh, you know what? The I think 
you know what the problem was with this week's episode? They they were all frat boys. This was the problem. Mm. Like mm-hmm. it was too it was too like fraternity, hyper masculine. Like, but I think that's what we see every time the men get together. It's like a poker game, or it's a this or a that. Like, you know what I mean? It it, it was just. Yeah, they're always doing, like, boys will be boys stuff when we see them. And that can only bring out the worst in people. Except I will say that, like, I do like when Frank and Joe Gorga are just having, like, chats. That I always find interesting. And you know what I think the other problem is? That Joe Gorga is very much aware that his wife is on the chopping block every season. And so he tries to create as much drama as what she does to try and stay on the show longer. And you know what? I think, mm. to be fair, I think they they will stay on the show as long as Teresa is there because I've, I think it's a package deal. Yeah, like you I can't think Teresa not... has them written in her contract. Like I think it's a package deal as well. I just, I couldn't imagine a show where we don't get at least Joe, uh, Joe and Melissa like as a friend of as the bare minimum like yeah if we're gonna see Teresa we're gonna see the whole family like it's impossible not to but I I think um for me Dolores was definitely the standout this episode and reality guy on Instagram he posts that the expendables I don't know if you've seen this but like He posts, like, the Expendable Housewives. And Dolores was on the Expendables list. but Excuse me? Yes. No, no. Dolores must stay. Dolores must be protected at all costs. Well, she has been removed from the Expendables list by Reality Guy this week. Good. Um, Melissa Gorga is still on there, surprisingly. Yeah, she can go. and that's because, you know what, she was an icon. She was the moment. Dolores is also, I think, giving us just a real look into her life. I know I have said that her and Frank, it's like, okay, so we get it. Like, they're, they're definitely like family. There's a lot of love there. You, you, you can't really fake that love. But I think that they have also realised that they're kind of more interesting together than they are apart. So they work really well on a show. Like they've got a, they're a good package deal. Um, it's a package that I want to buy. I think, you know, what I like about Dolores is that like, she is just this really good mix of like a, the old, old world and the new. And, the new. and mm-hmm. because she, she knows how it is. She gets the, the old school Italian thing. She'll tell you how Teresa was 25 years ago. She can explain to the viewer, you know, how Italians work, right? How it all, you know, goes together. But she, out of all the women, is the most modern. She has this, like, extremely unconventional relationship yep. where she's, like, still with her you know, her ex-husband, you know, he's always around. They, they're in business together. And then she's got this new boyfriend. And it's not even that she's got a new boyfriend. Like, she's got this guy that she doesn't live with. She's got her place. He's got his place. You know, they hang out. She sees him when she wants to see him. And she goes home and she does what she wants. And, like, you know, it's 
to be honest, like, sign me up. Like, I agree with you. I am really here for it. And I think, you know, I mean, this episode, it started off with us still at the mothers and daughter sort of luncheon at Jen's. And, you know, we learnt pretty much that all the mothers uh, don't live with their husbands. Jackie's mum and dad don't live together. Dolores's parents don't live together anymore. And it seems to be that thing, like, after the kids have gone, like, you shouldn't have to live together for for your marriage to work. And them sort of explaining to Jennifer Aiden's mum, who is like, you know, she's embarrassed by the fact that they're not living together, that they're separated um, but still married. Like, those, she's, she's such a traditionalist that doing this thing that's, like, a little bit out of the ordinary um, is scary to her. But I don't know. It, I'm, I, when they said sign me up, I'm like, maybe this is, that's, that's the vibe that I need. Well, I mean, you know what it is for Jennifer Aiden's mum. It's like, I think it's the explanation that you have to give, right? Yeah. I don't think it's the shame doesn't come in living apart. I think she's got no issue in doing that. It's like, what do you say to your friends? Are you telling them that your marriage is over? What does that look like? You know you know, yes. Have you failed? Um, you know, have you failed at keeping a relationship together? Or like, I don't know, how do you explain that, you know, that you're married, but you don't live in the same house or have the same bedroom or whatever it is, right? I think that's the difficulty is how do you explain that, Um, especially when your friends might be a little bit more conservative or traditional um, and not really have those, you know, ideas like Dolores has. But, you know, I think... I think the older you get, the sooner you realize that, like, you don't want to share a bed with a snoring man anymore. Like, I appreciate that. No, 100%. And I think for me, like, you really just hit the nail on your head. Like, the issue isn't that they live apart. The issue is the shame that comes from other people's judgment. And, I mean, I'll push ahead because I think it's connected. But when Joe Gorga went on his rant about Dolores being broken, which is the reason why she doesn't live with David. And it was like he was basically exemplifying all of the the taboos, to so to speak, that um, Jennifer's mum is afraid of. And for me, what I really, I was really annoyed. Well, Margaret in that in that piece of what we saw was the only woman who came to Dolores's defense. And mind you, Dolores did not need anyone to defend her because she was very much able to defend herself in that moment. And I was so glad that, like, I feel like she put a stopper on all the conjecture that people have about her being friends with Frank and her not living with uh, the, the doctor, David, and how he gave her a car and didn't give her a ring. Like, all of these things for a woman who is, you know, 50 plus, accomplished, has raised two children, is now literally looking hot, 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 is like just living her best life. And Joe just like tried to bring her down. And I was so glad that Margaret called it what it was, which was misogyny and really called him out. But I really loved that in Jackie's confessional, I'm annoyed she didn't say it on the spot, but I guess she doesn't want to get into too much beef. But on the spot, you know, Jackie calling out that what Joe is doing is manipulation and projection and it's toxicity and he's calling it out as like a warning to Melissa. 
I mean, when Jackie said that, I thought two things. One, I totally can understand that and see that. Mm. And then two, wow, I forgot Jackie's on this show and when she's shown so little, <laughs> that's when I really enjoy these episodes. <laughs> I agree with you. I was like, oh, okay, Jackie's finally coming back. She's back. This is why we liked Jackie because when she does speak the truth, she speaks the truth. Like when she's not being neurotic and like in her own head about stuff that she shouldn't care about, she's great. But I, yeah, I think she really nailed the hammer on the head. But it's it's one of those things because I look at Melissa and I'm like, I feel very much that what you see is what you get with Joe Gorga. This is who he has always been. This is who he was always going to be. I think that it's one of those things with him where you you can't say you, you weren't, like you bought what you were sold. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And from the get-go, she accepted that he is this type of man. And it's 2021 and this kind of man is not a good look anymore. And I feel for her because she's really caught between a rock and a hard place. And as much as we love Joe Gorga, he's funny, he does all these things, he is also a horrible man. He's a, not a great husband. Uh, I don't know. I think Melissa's okay with it, to be quite honest with you. I think I, it's all for the cameras. Like, I don't, You know what? If we want to talk about inauthenticity, I think Melissa and Joe just like they, I don't know what they're bringing to the show, to be honest. I don't think Melissa is okay with it. I don't think any woman is okay with your husband saying that sort of stuff. Like, I don't think she, I, I really do believe that in her spirit, deep down, she's not okay. I believe that she's 100% embarrassed by it. I believe that she doesn't believe it. But I do believe that, like I said, that she knows. She feels like she's just getting what she kind of deserves, which is like oh, such a horrible way for women to think. But it's like people need to be able to grow and and change and acknowledge things and learn from them. And Joe has been told before and he doesn't care. And I just think that Melissa is just, you know, she, this, I mean, I'm not saying that she needs to break up with him, but I'm just saying that this this is what she signed up for. She can't. She, she can't walk away from it, right? And it's just a shame because I do feel like in a few years they won't be together. Like he will really fuck up and that'll be it. It'll be, they'll be done. You know who I am actually was the most disappointed with? Frank Catania. I really expected him to have at some point stepped in and said something. Now, not that Dolores needed defending. She was doing a great job, you know, asserting herself and how she feels and, you know, exactly how it is. But you know what? I think I would have really appreciated Frank to have come in and just been like, you don't know what you're talking about. Shut your mouth. And, you know, Dolores, Dolores is living her life how she wants to live it. I would have appreciated him backing her up a little bit. I agree with you. I do think that he was caught off guard, though, because we see, like, when Joe starts delivering this spiel, Frank is somewhere else. He has no idea what's going on. And at the time that Frank could have jumped in, 
Dolores came in and she just backed herself up. I, I want to also believe, but I'm not sure if it happened, that there would have been more words exchanged after that because, again, we're getting an edit. We're getting something very specific. I think Dolores did say everything that had to be said. And at the end of the day, I want to believe that Frank just backed her. I mean, for me, one of the things that really touched me in this episode was we find out that Dolores goes for her biopsy and it's negative and she tells Frank and Frank, you know, he breaks down a little bit and he says, you know, I'm so glad. I want you to know, like, I love you. And she's like, you know, stop it, stop it. You know, we don't say those sorts of things. I know you mean it. But like, she also is somebody who is afraid to be vulnerable and also like doesn't like seeing vulnerability in men as well. So you know, I like I was like, Frank is literally doing the one thing that we kind of want all these men to do. And that's like, just say I love you and just be vulnerable and just be like, acknowledge that you're not in a relationship with this woman, but she's the mother of your children. She She's your best friend. She means so much to you that had this biopsy gone the other way, that really that's that's your life impacted. That's your world gone. And you know, that was, I really liked that. That was something I just, for me, again, it's a vulnerability from Frank, but it was also interesting, I think, to see Dolores kind of tell him to stop being vulnerable. Like, it, for me, it's like, that's that's the issue with this show, that, that that's the line that they're always walking. But that's the old school. That's like, you know, the old school Italian, the men don't show their feelings. And in fact, I, I think in a similar way to Jennifer, how she talks about like, you know, Turkish families, yeah. I think old school Italian families also don't talk about their feelings that no one ever really addresses elephants in the room. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sure that Teresa's parents never really fully, you know, discussed with the, with each other or with their daughter, but the fact that she went to jail, like, I think, you know, it's, it's always a, government-sponsored vacation and, you know, <laughs> Teresa was away and now she's back. Like, I think there's never really, like, an acknowledgement because you just don't talk about those kind of things with one another. And I think that's probably Dolores's more, you know, traditional side coming through. Um, but that's, so. that's what I'm saying, though, is, like, the thing that is really interesting for me about New Jersey is that I feel very much that the women on this show, particularly now, particularly having gone through everything that they've gone through, like jails, divorces, all of the, these these issues, like seeing their husbands act in a particular way, they sit at this really weird junction, turnpike, if you will, oh God. where um, they are trapped between the old school, but then they're also like incredible, they, they do some incredibly progressive things. You know, just... You know, Dolores came on this one side of telling Frank to stop being vulnerable, but then on the other side told everyone to shut the fuck up because she's living this really unconventional, new, non-traditional way. And it's the same thing with someone like Jen. It's like she really loves this traditional side of things. You know, she has the big family. She has the husband who's the provider. You know, she um, supports uh, arranged marriages 
all those sorts of things. But then at the same time, you know, she's teaching her kids kind of not to be that way. She's like, her daughters are like free thinkers. She's given them so much freedom. I mean, look at Queen Olivia from last week, AKA Michael Kors times Olivia. Like Jen would never have been allowed to behave that way growing up, you know? So it's like, I've, that's the thing that I really like about New Jersey in terms of like looking at it from a kind of anthropological perspective. Um, this is when I nerd out on reality TV when we're, I think that we're seeing like this huge cultural turning point in like what we perceive a certain type of person to be. And I, you know, like Joe really showing his true colors and saying all of that shit like there is no coming back from that. Like that moment has to change and a lot of different things and it's going to impact a lot of different things because Marge is not traditional. Like they've brought in these people who are not traditional who are there to like push things forward. So th- that's the thing that I love, Patty. That's what I love. <laughs> so is Dolores a broken woman, Moshi? Hell No. Oh my god, she's stronger than yesterday. Like a hundred percent. I didn't want to like go deep, Britney. But like Dolores is Britney in the stronger video when she's doing the dance with the chair. You know what I love? Iconic. Um, You're meant to say that is iconic. Dolores is iconic. She's an icon. She roller skates, okay? She fucking does everything. She's a, she's iconic. The roller skates. I loved her on the roller skates. That's why her that's gonna help her butt. She doesn't need the roller skates to help with her plastic surgery. Yeah, you can only do it so many times that the roller skates help. I mean, I want to talk about the fact Dolores is on the roller skates. This woman is an icon. Must be protected at all costs. She definitely is very like underrated. I mean, mm-hmm. I think she's flown under the radar as well, but she's had a few of these outbursts before. Like when she confronted Beverly, like <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, if you don't know who Beverly is, just Google Beverly Real Housewives of New Jersey because if you're new and you don't know who Beverly is, you need to do your history. And and the the book, the the cup without badge. <laughs> Iconic. Iconic. New York Times bestseller. I'm surprised it's not, to be honest. <laughs> oh, my God. Sometimes I just think that there's, like, one listener of this podcast and it's there Danielle Staub. There's only one. Her with her wine glass listening to us talk about <laughs> the women on New Jersey cursing us out. A hundred percent. But um, the point is that I don't even remember what the point was at this point. But you know what? Why are they at Michelle's house? Who is Why? Michelle? Why is Michelle throwing a party? Like, I don't get it. You know, um, I don't know if we spoke about this um, in a previous episode, but I'm going to bring it up again, even ooh, if we have ooh, spoken ooh, about ooh. it. Bring it up, bring it up. Mention it all. Michelle did this interview about how she realized that Housewives was not for her, that it just wasn't her vibe, that it wasn't like what she wanted to be doing. And that's why she like hardly showed up in this season. And why she like won't be coming back either. But I'm just What's like, her storing line? Her storyline is selling houses. She needs to be on like s- selling New Jersey. Well, I guess she thought like the housewives might be a bit of a stepping stone or I, I don't know what she was thinking, but 
she's decided it's not for her. But then, like, I don't know at what point she decided it wasn't for her because, like, we see her like quite a few episodes ago, right? We met her. But then I feel like she kind of disappeared for a bit, but now she's back. So I don't really know, like, at what point she decided that she didn't want to be involved with the show. If she's now running, like, a party, hosting a party at her house. May I just say her house was beautiful. Her house was beautiful. Well, I think that the thing is that we now, now that it's been revealed that Teresa has a boyfriend, the next part of the, of Teresa version, I want to say 3.0, not even 2.0, or maybe this is like Teresa version 2.1.25. She has a new man. She's possibly in love with him, but now she needs a new house. And the whole thing is Michelle is selling a house. So like, we're going to keep seeing a lot of Michelle until Teresa buys a new house. But I also want to say that I love that Teresa left Michelle's party to go and have a booty call. But you know what? Why not? Because the party, like the food looked delicious, the drinks were flowing, but what was going on? Nothing much. On? Nothing. Just, it, it devolved quite quickly. I think Teresa, she knows when to leave a party. Right? Yeah. A hundred, oh, if anybody, spot. if anybody knows when to leave a party, it's Trey. Um. What did you think of David, this this potential match for Teresa? You know, she no, was quick to dismiss. No. Oh, he okay. was about 12 years old. He didn't have enough meat on his bones, not for Teresa. Uh, I felt bad. I felt that he wasn't getting the time of day because Teresa is in love. I mean, you, you seem to question that, but she is so... Oh, no, I believe that she's in love. I do. Sorry, I wasn't trying to be sarcastic about that. Yeah, but I just don't think, like, Teresa has a type and... The guy we saw today that they tried to introduce her to, not her type. Unfortunately, it is what it is. But what's her type? Because this new guy is not Juicy Joe by any means. I think, like, she needs them a bit more tanned and a little bit more juicier. And I think the new guy, the guy that they, like, Michelle tried to introduce her to, I think he he was just too young. Well, he, looked, he looked a bit youngish. I don't think she wants a toy boy. I think, you know... Because he sleeps a lot. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that was like the lamest thing I've ever heard. But if if sleeping a lot makes you look that good, honey, I'm gonna look oh, gorgeous. You, you're a stunner. <laughs> uh, uh, well, you know what? When is this season gonna end of New Jersey? Because <laughs> we're we're only halfway through the season. Shut believe up, it or not. Halfway. Yeah, this was like episode eleven or ten or something. Like we're we're maybe just over the halfway mark. Say so there's like sixteen episodes, but they've given us a lot in a short period of time. Wow, you know what though? I'm just ready for a reunion to confront some home truths. I just need to like wrap it all up. You know, I just feel like we've got some we've got some other franchises snapping at the heels. And I oh think I just gosh. need New Jersey to wrap it on up. Well, May is gonna be really exciting. We've got the premiere of New York and we've got Beverly Hills. And we know that they generally deliver. So it'll be interesting to see. Can I just have one more point that I would like to raise? You can have three more if you like. No, I'm just going to have one. Okay. You know, I watched this episode and I watched this party and the party was fabulous. Everyone was laughing and drinking and enjoying themselves. And then I remembered that we're in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The way that, like, there was, I don't remember seeing a single shield or mask in this entire episode. Well, can I just say, I'm glad that they've all realized the shields are fucking bullshit (laughs) if you're not also wearing a mask. Um, 
I, I just I realized that when they were all hugging and kissing each other at the super spreader event of the mm-hmm. girls' party. Mm-hmm. Um, God bless them, New Jersey. Well, I, I think the thing is at this stage they've all had COVID, so they're all just immune, right? <laughs> no, I'm not even being funny. I'm pretty sure Dolores had said that she'd had it like right at the beginning. I'm not, I'm laughing. It's like a nervous laughter. It's like a laughter of concern. Allegedly, allegedly they had all had COVID. Thank you, Wendy Williams. Legal is in your ER telling you to put the allegedly in. Well, Moshi, I think that brings us to the end of yet another episode. Um, We still have a bonus episode coming up this week uh, where we're going to deep dive into Atlanta reunion. Uh, can't wait to have that whole five-minute discussion with you on the bonus <laughs> episode. I'm, at this point, I'm like, are we even going to do it just because, like, what will we talk about? But I think we'll find some things to talk about. It'll be fine. Um, but other than that, uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Yes, because it helps to get the word out there. It helps another person find this podcast that we then have two listeners. <laughs> And it's not just Danielle Stoll on the Danielle other Stoll. end of the line. No. Oh, she's going to sue me so hard for calling her Beverly. You've got no money, but you'll be fine. <laughs> Moshi, as always, it's a pleasure. I adore you, Patrizio. And I will see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>